Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We're into hour two, uh, two, excuse me, of this NFL Sunday. The Patriots are going to make the home debut this afternoon, welcoming in the Baltimore Ravens at 1 o'clock. Joining us now on the... Harbor One Hotline. To break it all down is our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. He is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern at 1-800-GET-HAIR, and by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Kern, let's jump right into it. And I know that on Thursday and Friday, uh, the sports world in Boston was dominated by Udoka Gate. Uh, it feels like this isn't the usual buzz going into a home opener. Is that just me living prisoner of the moment because of what we do for a living? Or does it feel like there isn't the usual pomp and circumstance for the Patriots getting it underway at Gillette? No, I would, I would agree with you. I think that this has kind of been an ongoing thing since 2020. To a degree, obviously, 2020 was a far different year. But, um, yeah, there's there's no Tom Brady. There's no Rob Gronkowski. There's no Julian Edelman. There's no uh, banner being unveiled. There's no aspirations for an AFC championship game or a Super Bowl title necessarily. So, yeah, I, I think it's more in line with what you would anticipate for a team coming off a 20-year run of supreme excellence and the reset. But I, I would imagine that football fans are are pretty giddy about it as the sun rises today yeah no absolutely i I think it's a it's a good matchup and i'm curious tom you've been to a lot of bill belichick press conferences over the years i don't know how many times he has referenced how much money an opposing player was going to make and that's what he did this week uh, with lamar jackson he was asked about lamar jackson's growth as a quarterback and if he's proven doubters wrong about his pocket presence and he answered that and then he ended with yeah we'll see how much money he makes what what did you think of that whole response absolutely caught my ear um and i immediately tweeted about it because it was just so out of character now i don't know if there was anything massive at play there, is this bill being more engaging as he generally, generally not always, but generally has been this year and a little bit of last year. Um, or is he sending a message that Baltimore better pay up because somebody's <laughs> going to give him $250 million. Um, it, it could be any number of things, but I think it is interesting to look at that comment. I mean, when you mention it, I can think of him mentioning Tom Brady's aging contract. Mm-hmm. In 2014, I can think of him talking about economics and how a team is divvied up 
with cap hits and percentages a couple times and, and more lengthy answers. But no, never for one player from another team necessarily. I shouldn't say never, but I can't summon the time when he's done it in the past. Tom, when you look at this game, I think the biggest question that I have is, you know, where do the New England Patriots kind of fall on in the hierarchy of the AFC? And I feel like Baltimore is a team that's, you know, close to the top. How important is it for the Patriots to show us that, you know, hey, they can hang with a team like Baltimore? I think that I will be surprised if they get their asses handed to them today. I really would. I don't think Baltimore is vastly superior to the Patriots. They do have a more dynamic quarterback, and the Patriots are going to sputter a little bit on on offense, I think, for at least the first couple of months of the season. But um, I will look at the Patriots in Baltimore, not necessarily looking eye-to-eye, but they're generally in the same category. To me, Wiggy, I think the Patriots have to establish today. The most important thing they can establish today is that they could – go through the first week in holding down Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle for the most part. Second week, just choking out an offense that was overmatched in Pittsburgh. And then if they can limit Lamar Jackson, don't let him ruin the day um, and have a, I mean, I I hate to give out a a merit badge here, but a competitive game that comes down to, you know, it's going to be a three-point game one way or the other. I can't imagine they're going to crush Baltimore either. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here with us on uh, NFL Sunday. Uh, What are you hearing on Jacoby Myers? Like I see from one reporter nationally, he's he's out. I know Giardi had something. I know Reese had something. What are you hearing on both Myers and I guess Jalen Mills, who told us on Gresham Keefe on Friday that he was going to be okay, is apparently out there running around to see if he is going to be okay. We'll find out soon enough. They got the inactives coming up in uh, 20. Four minutes, so we will know conclusively. Um, you know, Myers obviously had a terrific game last week with 13 targets, but you know he's listed as questionable. So we'll see. I honestly, I, I can't afford you anything, but in 24 minutes, we'll know. If he's out, though, Tom, what does that mean to the offense? Because Myers, like you said, has been targeted a bunch this year. He's not going to, uh, you know, blow doors, but he's been consistent over the last couple of years. It it's changes the pecking order, and when we look at last week, last week the tight ends were totally extracted and Devontae Parker didn't have a catch either. So I would imagine you reconfigure your game plan a little bit. What's interesting about Baltimore is because they got beat so frequently down the field last week. I think this could be a real good game for a lot of underneath throws anyway, whether it was Myers or tight ends or a lot or Kendrick Bourne on crossers. I think that if you're the Ravens, you want to approach this game the way the Patriots would approach a game against an offense that didn't really scare you down the field. Play everybody back, make the Patriots try and have an 8, 10, 12 play drive, and salute them if they can. So I I think that Meyer's absence will will hurt, but I think that this is a big day for Patricia and the rest of the Patriots' offensive brain trust to scheme something up and take care of the underneath stuff and then get it in the red zone. Because I think the red zone today, you know, the Patriots haven't proven that they're a a tremendous red zone team. They just haven't made that many trips there. So today will be a huge day for proving that. And that falls on Patricia in scheming, I think. Well, it'll be interesting, uh, Tom, to see who Jacoby My- uh, uh, Mac Jones's security blanket is if Jacoby Myers doesn't play. 
Now, you kind of been spot on as far as your assessment of the first two weeks. You said, you know, Miami game, Patriots have a good first drive, and then Miami controls the game from there on out. You felt like it was, I think it was 16-13 for the uh, Pittsburgh game, and, you know, it was ended up being whatever it was, 17-14. I don't even remember what the <laughs> score was. So when you look at this game, how do you think this game shakes out for you? Well, thank you, Wiggy. Hey, right, I mean, I'm just, hey listen, I keep give, the streak going. I here. give credit yeah. where credit is due, man, and you've been spot on. I just don't think that they're going to let Lamar Jackson beat them. I mean, he averages. I mean, this is sick. He averages 65 yards per game on the ground in his NFL career. He's been over 80 yards in his 51 starts like 21 times, I think. I did it earlier this week. Uh, it's absurd. And I just don't think the Patriots are going to allow that to happen. They tried to become faster and more explosive defensively. Devin McCord did a great job this week articulating some of the things they're going to have to do. So I just don't think Lamar Jackson's going to have one of those games. And he could. But I think it'll be a much more pedestrian game from Lamar Jackson. They'll be hard-pressed to get into the 20s. And I think the Patriots will also be hard-pressed to get into the 20s. I'm, I'm feeling like a... You know, kind of a 1916 game here because the Patriots are still trying to iron things out, I think, offensively. Even though it was so encouraging last week to see them do things with both styles of running game, right? Grash, you must have been giddy. Um, <laughs> he was. Well, yeah. It. I mean, and, and we, we talked about the start of the show on the final drive. I know there was like little motion or, or, or things like that. But Matt Patricia ran a couple of formations where the Steelers kind of overloaded the boundary and made it easier for them to uh, close out the game. By the way, since we had such big discussion about it to start, how do you view that final drive in Pittsburgh? Is that a legitimate step forward? Is that some momentum? Or is that just much ado about nothing against a terrible team that it doesn't matter what they do, it was going to get picked apart anyway? I think the last 12 minutes of that game were absolute rocket fuel for this team. And I'm not even joking. When you went and you guys were there and you watched from the landing that you guys were perched upon and watched the ineptitude of the offense and the running game in particular throughout August and the preseason games, and then see them execute both sides of the ball, three and out, three to three and out, um, flounder a little bit on offense, defense gets back on the field, creates another three and out. And then to grind out the, the amount of time, I think it was 633 on the ground in the final quarter for the Patriots and the way they did it and the third down conversions, I thought it was awesome. I thought I, I really actually thought Patricia had a pretty good day in some of the game planning stuff. There was, uh, I think it was like a third and seven draw that they ran that they picked up a first down on. So I think some of the scheming is primitive. <laughs> <laughs> Many analysts have gone on who know more than me and explained why, but at least he's pulling some of the right levers at the right time and the offensive line's executing better. So I think, I think it was big. Maybe I'm making too much out of it and looking for uh, a silver lining, but I think it was legit. Am I in the minority? Uh, no, Gresh, feels, Gresh agrees with you. Wiggy and I are more of the, well, Pittsburgh had 100 snaps defensively the week before. No T.J. Watt. Ooh. I'm kind of like, all right. You know, they, they did their job. Right. Like, and good for them, but I'm not going crazy and like, oh, it's going to carry over. Um, but you can tell they were excited about it. Like, they were pretty fired up and they felt good about it. So maybe that whole thing, maybe the morale boost is, is, is a good one. I want to go back quick to Lamar Jackson, though, Tom. I'm curious. We were talking about this earlier, too. He's playing out this year without the contract. They could definitely franchise him next year. 
but the way the guy plays the position, and let's assume he, he's healthy this year and plays really well. He's off to a ridiculous start through two weeks. He, if they don't sign him to an extension after this year, he, this, that's a guy who probably should hold out, don't you think? Um, yeah, or take the franchise tag number, which is going to be high. I mean, that's the hard thing is you'll yeah. play it like Kirk Cousins did, but Kirk Cousins is a pocket passer. He's not right. trying to you know right. break ankles out there. So that's that's the that's the trade off that Lamar Jackson has. I mean, he should hold out. He could hold out, or maybe they say we're not going to franchise. I mean, he's just such a dynamic and unique player that so much of it is unprecedented. Like if you look at his numbers from last year, the team went seven and five in his starts, and I think he was sixteen TDs and thirteen picks. Um, he is one and three in the playoffs with, I believe, seven overall turnovers and three touchdown passes or four touchdowns generated. So there is a is there is there a legitimate ceiling to the performance that Lamar Jackson can afford you in games of huge import against very good teams, or is he going to break through that ceiling that he's already broken through the one that we didn't perceive? I think it's a dice roll for any team, and I I wonder you bang this around if he was a free agent fully and the Patriots looked at him, would they consider? moving to him instead of Mac Jones, if Mac Jones was, say, like an expiring contract, too. They'd be stupid not to. Would you think that was a great idea? I think they should look into it, yeah. I mean, again, contract's a factor, and even though I think, you know, they could, you could make it work for the guy that you want, but, yeah, I mean, he's, like, only, like, one year older than him, too, like, if you're looking at that. Right. You know, I, 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 yeah, I for would, sure. I, Tom, I would, go, I would go far to say this, that if he plays out this year at the level he's playing at and continues that – I would go so far to say, hey, listen, Baltimore, we'll give you Mac Jones and some draft picks and package some stuff up for you because I ultimately think that's what's going to happen with Lamar where he needs to force his way out of there or hold out to where they cave. But I think, you know what, if you're a team that has enough to give, I would give that up and and then ultimately pay him – the money that, you know, he might be looking for because he's that talented of a player. And for the next five, six, seven years, you have a guy if you that is going to constantly keep your team in the mix. You could take four players, and I, I don't want to include Justin Herbert in that because he hasn't won poop. But I think he's incredible. But I'm going to leave him out. Mahomes, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar. You take those four guys, because they're all a little bit similar. All have running ability. Only Josh Allen and um, Mahomes, obviously, have, have lugged their team deep in the playoffs or the championships. Mm-hmm. So Lamar hasn't done that. And Deshaun Watson, was his last good year, was, the team was 4-12, and and he put up ridiculous numbers. So it's so hard to interpret which guy deserves what. Is it the coaching staff around these guys? Is it the systems they're in? Is it the players, the Stephon Diggses, um, and, you know, Dawson Knox and everybody else that's around um, Josh Allen? Or would Josh Allen, if you stuck him in Baltimore, be better than Lamar is? Those are all questions that have to be asked when these teams are making these quarter-billion-dollar decisions. So, uh, Tommy, uh, uh, no, Tommy, I just found no, the whole thing. No, it is. It's interesting. It he is. is. He's the most unique guy in the league, and it, it's hard to 
like every year when they do the quarterback rankings, it's like how do you, where do you put him? How do you justify it? Who is he better than? Who is he worse? Even than? the it's, team that has him, they don't even know. They know. They just don't yeah. want to pay. It's, well, they don't want to pay him. The, is the guy? The, the the simple question is, maybe Deshaun Watson screwed up the market, but is the guy worth a hundred and seventy million in guaranteed money? Yes, he is, and I think if you're the Baltimore Ravens, if you offered him that, he probably takes that. But when you're guaranteeing him 130, that's too low. He is worth 170, 175 in that range, and if you gave him that, I think he takes it. He might not. He might want the thir- the 230, right. but you're not. Yeah. But he's gonna, and and that's the problem. You got to pay this guy for what he's worth, and without him, you don't stand the chance if you're the Baltimore Ravens. Tommy, thanks, friend. We appreciate it. Have a good day. Enjoy the hell out of it. And we'll uh, talk to you Tuesday on Aggression Keith. All right, boys. Take care. Thank you, Tom. There goes uh, Tommy Curran of uh, NBC Sports Boston. Matt Patricia and Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. The match made in heaven. Oh, yeah. That's what people are really going to be sinking their teeth into. Uh, We will get to how will the Patriots offense against that Baltimore defense coming up. But first... Here is Ethan ready to trend. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're at Helix Esports in Foxborough, right beside Gillette Stadium, getting you ready for the Patriots home opener. The Ravens are coming into town. It is Patriots-Ravens at 1 o'clock. And, of course, the Six Rings postgame show, uh, that'll happen right after the game. And uh, Fitzy and Hart 
So fart will lead you into Red Sox baseball today. Good combo. You know, they, they, yep, pretty good. On Aaron or? Judge watch. <laughs> on That's really Aaron what it's become. Judge That's watch. all it is now. It very much is. That's exactly what it's turned into. We will have an actives coming out in about five minutes. By the way, live local and late breaking. So right after we gave the update of what was going on with the Raiders, Apparently, Josh Jacobs last night flew on a private plane to Tennessee. Oh, boy. And now he might be or is expected to be in the lineup uh, okay. today because he got on the private jet. I guess he got a bunch of gingy. He, was, he wasn't feeling well, good. They, pro- they probably that he, like, you know, maybe – because a lot of people do that, right, if they maybe have to do, like, uh, a, another evaluation well, or I know something. when Greg Hill is sick, he can get on a private yeah, jet well, to eventually not bad. make it. But. <laughs> you know. Well, but I, mean, uh, I think Josh, you have enough. I think somebody can flow has enough money to get him from Vegas mm-hmm. to Tennessee. Yeah, I that can't so. be that bad. And a, it's only one know. way on a private jet, so you save your money there because he can fly back. Oh, on the that team is shot. true. That's right. It's, it's only forty grand to go one way, right. then it is the eighty to go mm-hmm. uh, round trip. Uh, but this uh, Patriots offense has got to deal with a Baltimore defense that is what not great. Not great because, first of all, you can run on them. I know all the highlights were of Jalen Waddle and Tyreek right. Hill getting behind him and, and running on mm-hmm. him but, or uh, running past him. And Tua had six touchdowns. So you're thinking, oh, you can throw all over him. You can throw all over him because their secondary has sort of been in flux. Right, right? Like they, right. Have, they have some talent, but guys have been banged up. But you can also run on them. Like, I don't think it's one of these games where you say, well, if Tua did that, Mac Jones needs to do that. Because that was really the fourth quarter. It started out as garbage time because it right. was 21 points. Yep. And then all of a sudden it became a competitive game. But I still think what the Patriots want to do, which is a lot of Damian Harris, a lot of Ramondre Stevenson, you can do against the Ravens. Right. And, and, and the Patriots have to make sure that when they are running the ball, they have to get ahead of the sticks on early downs and make sure – that their running attack is working. They can't have runs for one and two yards, and now it puts you at second and eight, second and nine. That killed them against Miami. Right. And, and whether it was run or pass, first down yardage against Miami was awful. The, and they that, were behind the chains the whole game. And this team is going to have to be similar to what they were last year, mm-hmm. a team that is built on their running game. But through the first two weeks of the season, they haven't really shown that, right? They haven't really shown that that's what they – can do yeah they had to unfortunately get away from it against Miami right because they got down so those guys didn't run and then against in Pittsburgh it was like "Eh, you know it's not like you know it isn't like we've seen this team where you go okay they're gonna be top five in the league when it comes to rushing they haven't so that's gonna be that's why I said the offense is always gonna be the biggest question mark and what's even gonna be the biggest thing is how well they're running the football because this to me just based on whether it's the talent the play calling the the people you have this offense isn't built on its ability to throw the football no it's not and then today you take out Jacoby Myers right. who again is your consistent guy he's gonna have you know 10 targets a game it feels like you know maybe it's eight for 80 right. but like still he's gonna be a guy that they kind of go to a lot even on third down and without him I don't know if any of the other guys on the roster you would really consider a possession receiver, right? Isn't Parker and Aguilar a little bit more of down the field, big play? Uh, Kendrick Bourne, it's sort of like how you use them, right? You, or hopefully you use right. them in different ways. Tight ends, the tight ends have been. That's yeah. the thing. Like they've, that's, they've been Hunter gone. Henry, we thought, would be one of those possession guys, but so far they haven't gotten the Barely tight ends involved. Right. Yeah. And, and, and when you're playing close – that's to me where you should be able to get the ball to your tight end yeah. and have some of those open over Is the middle. Is it more Ramondre Stevenson in the past game? Well, maybe. But then that becomes like 
uh, check down to a back out of the flat, right? Is and that's get, not really get any yards out, right? Of that. Right, but that's not really. It, it's not like having a James White who you could line up out wide. You could throw him slants. Yeah. You could throw him like little tunnel screens. The, the, when you look at this offense, and then you lose a guy like Jacoby Myers, the biggest question the, in a league that is a passing league, unless you're, can this offense be top five? Rushing the football? No, man, I don't. But I think, think they so. can be top eight. I think yeah. they can be upper quarter in the league. Because so. you're going to have teams like Tennessee and Indianapolis, and you know, if if J.K. Dobbins is anything, that combined with Lamar, maybe you even see with Baltimore and and with Philadelphia, you San have Francisco, a, right? You have Philly, some teams that yeah, have quarterbacks yeah. that do end up running. So those numbers might get at least a little skewed, I guess. But you know, the the Ravens are also allowing. 67% completion percentage, which feels high for them, mm-hmm. right? Aren't they normally better at They're better, at the quarterback? But the whole league, that number's grown. Yeah, that I, whole league, like, like, that used to be like, 65 is now par yeah, in a lot of ways. Right. Whereas, if you were 65 in oh, 2010 with Brady, you oh, led the for, league. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and see, the other problem becomes your identity with this football team is a run-first football team. That's your identity. It was your identity last year. It looks like that's going to be your identity this year. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to do that at a, I would say, high level, then you become a football team that is really going to struggle on offense because the passing identity of this football team through the first two games of the season is regressed from last year at this point. When you look at Yeah, I would say so. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does not look pretty it's right now. It's the whole growing pains of putting in yeah. whatever it is they're doing right. to get to wherever they want to get So to. it looks like your passing game this season is probably going to take a step back from what it was last season, from what I had originally said before, you know, once, once Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. left out the building and you didn't really make a move on anybody in free agency. That's where my whole Mac is going to regress came from. When you look at your passing offense this year, it is probably going to take a step back, right? And if it does, then that means your rush offense has well, to take a step forward. Yeah, I, 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 I don't look. Will it, will it surpass last year? Not sure. I think I wonder if their goal is do they get there by the end of the year? And we haven't acted. We what do. We so we already knew about Jacoby Myers, obviously a big loss. Defensively, no Kyle Duggar. So Duggar officially is inactive, uh, along with Sam Roberts, uh, Raekwon, the chef, McMillan, Bailey Zappi, and Sean Wade. So Sean Wade got a crack at it last week, and Marcus Jones Jones is back in this week. Does Marcus Jones play a factor at punt return? I would hope so after that last nonsense. They they got away with one last week. I I think, uh, yeah, uh, deductive reasoning would say, given the way Belichick normally handles it. But Brian's still active, so he he could be back there. But really the key takeaway, no Jacoby Myers, no Kyle Duggar. So a significant player on both sides. No Duggar's big. And so with no Jacoby Myers, if Kendrick Bourne is only at say twenty five percent of the snaps, that has to go up. Right? Does that? But does that still tell us either how Bourne is or isn't fitting in? Oh, oh Or right. if he's in the doghouse. Like I wonder if we could sort of deduce something from his playtime today, considering there should be snaps open. For well, him. there'll be snaps. He'll get more snaps. The the question becomes with no Jacoby Myers, who becomes the security blanket on the inside? I and, don't. And, you hope it's Hunter Henry, but I don't know. Right, because you got to understand. When you look at Jacoby Myers and the routes that he runs, mm-hmm. 
Nelson Aguilar and Devontae Parker ain't doing that. Like, no. they're not going down the middle of the field in the seam and making those tough catches and getting laid out. And I don't know if Kendrick Bourne is that type of player. So just based on that, you don't have that guy who, who becomes the Jacoby Myers and who has the ability to take over his role. And his role is middle of the field, some of those crossing routes. Is your guess Henry? Well, you would think it would be a tight end. That's what I'm saying, right? Henry. Yeah, I would think it would be yeah. Henry, John it's Smith. Smith. John Smith. Well, no, no, I, up I mean, I, but those are the guys that would fit the mold of, or they could do the things that Myers does. What about Lil right. Jordan? Lil Jordan's been getting a lot of snaps. I know it's mostly been on run plays. Mm-hmm. He's basically another tight end, but if he's basically another tight end. Does he have that capability to work the middle of the field? See, that it's, it's so much There's different. That. Like, people think, oh, okay, well, now – Kendrick Bourne can just become the security blanket or Nelson Aguilar. It's a yeah, different – it's different when you're working the middle of the field versus outside the numbers, and that's where you live. And so now it's going to be interesting who becomes that guy. Well, the only guy that on the whole – and I know they did like some short motion in that final drive where one of the wide receivers like came to line up as a wing and stuff like that. But the one guy they have used in motion is John o. Smith. You look at the Miami game, like the first drive, they put him in, lined him up in different spots, moved him all over the place. But to Wiggy, to your point, in terms of the tight ends, at least with a guy like Janu, they moved him around a little bit. So if you're going to do some things off motion or whatever in terms yeah, of see, layering the offense, maybe he is a guy that uh, basically I think they've laid the groundwork for the tight ends to be able to do something. But see, my, my biggest concern is like I, I can care less about the motion or anything like that. Anybody can do that, but not anybody can run a 15-yard in-cut in the middle of the field. Not everybody can run uh, a seam read, like where they have to look at the middle of the field and make those plays. That, to me, is more of the bigger question. Because when you look at Mac Jones and you look at play action, right, you look when he runs the play action, what pass does he normally throw when he runs the play action? It's some type of... Over the middle, whether it's a crossing route, an in route, or some type well, of down the seam. That's the way it used to be. But even But we don't know now. They see that's a part to me, that's a part of the mind screw is that I would be with you in the old offense, even right. last year, and you know this, they got the tight ends down the field more vertically, things like that. There were things they did in play action. I don't know how to right, describe but, the play-action game but, under Matt but, Patricia but even, right now. There hasn't what, been a lot of it. Well, there hasn't been a lot of it. But that's the main point. So it's yeah. good and bad. But yeah. even with the pot, that the, the little we've seen, it's been the same thing. The Jacoby Myers crossing the middle of the field and kind of in the middle of the field is where you're throwing him the football. Yeah. That's what we've seen. So when you take that guy away who does that and who does that well, think about how many times we've seen him make those tough catches where he's diving across the middle or he's getting laid out. That You can't just put anybody there. You, there's, a, there's a knack to doing that. It's interesting. If you look at it, just through two games, uh, Jacoby Myers has been targeted 19 times. Yep. The rest of the team combined 45 times. So basically every three times – Mac Jones. Give, right. it, give it to every three times he throws it. It's to Jacoby Myers, who leads the team in catches, leads the team in yards. And, you know, the, the only two guys with touchdowns on the year are Ty Montgomery, the one that he rolled into the, in game one. He's now on IR. And then Nelson Aguilar, who, right. again, and, he threw it up to him and he made a play. And, and think about this. When you see Devontae Parker and Nelson Aguilar running routes, yeah. what routes are they running? 
Uh, well, for Parker, the well, ones that Parker, are always covered. It's normally, right, right, right. But, my, my, <laughs> but it's normally the go outside, 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 outside. My point is, yeah, yeah. is all those. No, guys, I don't count on those guys. We haven't We're, seen the Brandon LaFell, you know, all, twelve yard hook no, and stuff like that all, out of Parker. All those guys do is run go routes. I think yeah. it has to be uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter right. Henry, who only has two catches all season. I think it has to be. Him. Think about it. The only routes that those guys run, those guys run, are go routes. They can run go routes and maybe a throw them a hitch route, but you don't see them. Lot, you don't see them. So do you think we see more of that today? The uh, we've been talking about it a lot on our show, Gresh. The fifty-fifty yep. ball, or again, fifty-fifty ball. Fifty right. match 50, thrown right. two picks and one touchdown so far on those fifty-fifty balls. But but if that's what those two guys do, they're going to be out there more because normally the two wide receiver set was Parker and Myers. Right. So now it's what Parker Aguilar, I guess. Right. And then if they're just running down the field, and, is that what you're hoping to do? And, and based off of what we've seen, uh, Parker and Aguilar are not running 15-yard in routes where, nope. where, where you see uh, Mac Jones hitting them coming across the, coming across the field. They're running go routes, and you're, and you're seeing those 50-50 balls where he just throws it up and either it's intercepted or you get Nelson Aguilar who makes a, a great Moss type of catch. And if you look at Tua's fourth quarter last week, those weren't 50-50 balls. Those were just complete breakdowns, and then his guys were catching it, like fair catching it, and then right. running in the end zone. So and Jacoby Myers, think about this. When you look at other offenses, like you're not throwing a slant route to Jacoby Myers because mm. he's not going anywhere. No, with no, no. He's a true possession receiver. Right. Hey, yeah. hey go 10 yards and hang a left or a right, and then we'll get <laughs> yeah. you the football. And get down. <laughs> and, hey, if we get a little bit yeah. afterwards, Fine. great. But Not and, expecting it. And who else do you – like, you don't have those players like – in like the Miami touchdown, this little skinny post that we saw Jalen Waddle catch where he splits the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't No, ha- you don't. The only guy that I'd say might be close to that is Kendrick Bourne, and he's in the doghouse. But don't you at least – well, so now he has to come out. I think he has to come out of the doghouse today. Right. Because if you don't have Myers – I guess I didn't even realize just how often Mac Jones throws to Myers oh, yeah. compared to everybody else. Yeah. So you remove him. That's just opportunity for somebody else. So maybe it can go both ways, right? Like, oh, Bourne and Hunter Henry are more opportunity. But if they just fumble it away, then you're, then you're left Or with, it goes the other way. And they're great. No. Oh, well, that would be the other way. The other way would that. be – we don't throw the ball as much because we don't have oh, Kobe Myers. I could see them wanting to run a lot. That that's all score dependent too. Right, right, right. right? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. ultimately, it is. But their mindset in the beginning of the game is let's run, 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 play defense, play field position. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they punt and let's limit yeah. Mac Jones's throws because we don't have Jacoby Myers, who we feel is yeah. our most de- dependable wide receiver. And if we call more passing plays or the same amount we do with Myers, now all that does is put us in a position to make more mistakes because we don't have enough confidence in the guys that are out there. A couple of things to keep an eye on from the Ravens end. They're inactive. James Prochet, the wide receiver, is out. Uh, you got to love the Drake, except you can't get him in the lineup. Kenyon Drake is down at running back for the Ravens, although they do get J.K. Dobbins back. Yeah. Daryl Worley, a corner. Brent Urban, a defensive end. But their starting left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, he's down as well. Uh, and Devin DuVernay, I do believe, was dealing with some sort of ding during the week. I thought he got dinged up they in that. They loaded injury report yeah. this week. So they, a lot of guys that are uh, that are kind of really fighting Stanley, it. the one takeaway, right? Very much all the guys so. that are on there. So that one's not too bad because their secondary was all banged up, but it looks like Peters and uh, Humphrey are both playing. Yeah, and uh, Marcus Peters made his debut last week. I think they played him about 80% of the snaps, so I don't know if that means he's uh, trending to 100. But look at it this way. 
Uh, better than the Bills secondary because they're all boy hurt, huh? howdy, wow. they are going through some. Uh, they're going through some injuries up there. That was my lock Buffalo. of the week too on Friday. Was the Bills minus five or four and a half, whatever it is now? Uh, but uh, all these injuries are killing. Well, us. and and we'll get to yeah. coming up next. Who outside of New England is under the microscope today? Because there are two teams in Tennessee mm-hmm. where both are on the spot Hell and uh, yeah. both are dealing with some injuries. We will start to get to that. We will preview week three in the NFL coming up at 1220. But uh, who's under the microscope today in the NFL? That's next on NFL Sunday. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Kickoff is at 1 o'clock here at Gillette Stadium between the Patriots and the Ravens. It is the home opener, but we're already getting to, in some instances, nut-cutting time for certain teams in the NFL. Let's take a look at uh, who is under the microscope today, and I know we can expand these discussions a little bit in terms of uh, when we go through week three of the uh, NFL season coming up. Uh, how about the Indianapolis Colts at 0-1-1? Not only are they hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're at home. Uh, and I know their head coach, Frank Reich, a lot of people like him. But hot seat, Keith, hot seat. Oh, he's on the hot seat. You think, you think the Brent Bunsen burner's fully on the for way it, Reich? The way it ended last year in Indy was brutal. Like they should have been, All they needed to do was beat Jacksonville and they make the playoffs. Right. And they don't. And everybody, including the owner, blames Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz sucks. <laughs> he cost us the season. They send him to Washington. He's got seven touchdowns for right. two weeks. Matt Ryan looks awful. awful. The Colts look terrible so far. And even though they're at home, they're playing Kansas City, so they're probably going to be 0-2-1. And, and they had the two what you thought were gimme games. The right. two divi- I know they're division games, but it was Texans-Jaguars back-to-back, and you right. don't have a win to show from it. That's and, pretty bad. And uh, wasn't uh, Michael Pittman Jr. dinged up a little yes. bit? Yeah, he didn't play last week. I don't know what his status right. is Right, so, week, I mean, yeah. your top offensive yep. wide receiver isn't playing. Yeah, the Colts, they went – Talk about a team where I thought, like, coming into the year, like, okay, maybe they can make some noise. Yeah, I, thought I believe I heard Foyer say that this, that they were his Super Bowl representative. Really? Yes, I believe. Wow. I, I, I believe I might have heard, heard him That's say a that. Bold flavor. But there. yeah, I mean, wow. they absolutely. Yeah, they stink. look awful. They look terrible. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are taking on the Miami Dolphins. Now, again, it's a battle of two two and zero teams. 
But literally overnight, it feels like the Bills have become a mash unit. Uh, one of the safeties, what is it? Uh, Micah, well, Micah Hyde. Hyde done for the year. year. Yep. Jordan Poyer was already dinged up. Ed Oliver is not going to play. The starting center, Mitch Morris, isn't going to play. Gabe Davis is already questionable. And Miami comes in with a lot of momentum. Excuse me, Miami goes into this game hosting with a lot of momentum. But I think they're up to like six starters or something like that are out for the it's Bills. And their secondary that's starting is a lot of really young guys. Glad Late round that. picks. It's a lot of couple rookies in there. I think Adam guys, Schefter right? had it. I'm gonna try to pull that. But their up front, their the Bills front seven is still really good. Yeah, you know even, Oliver's out, but you're right. Uh, Oliver even, even was like right. no, he was so like so so. The kid yeah, yeah. Phillips is having a better year than yep. him. But they have so much talent on offense. Still Josh Allen, especially with still Josh Steph Allen. Diggs. I mean, look what they I did. Think they're gonna be fine. I mean, look what they did to the Rams and Tennessee in the first two weeks of the season. Well, I think this is more of a keep an eye on their secondary for because their big thing for this year is can they finally beat Kansas City? Right. If you take away all their good safeties in their secondary, then maybe you can't beat Kansas City. I do think they can still beat Miami. But Miami's got the fastest wide receivers in the world. But they got two of throwing it to yeah, him. Two and I know he had a great game last week, but I still wonder, is he going to be able Didn't to duplicate great, that like, again? Fourth quarter, like, he had a great fourth quarter, too. And so we'll, we'll see how that goes. And uh, Here's the projected starting secondary. All right, corner Kair Elam, rookie first-round pick. Corner Christian Benford, rookie sixth-round pick, who I think was from, like, Richmond. Safety, Damar Hamlin, who was a sixth-round pick last year. And Jaquan Johnson, a 2019 sixth-round pick. According to Adam Schefter, that group entering today has made three NFL starts combined. Mm. It's a young group. Yeah, no, and, and Waddle and Hill are awesome. Right. Like, those guys are those guys. Well, are they're great. hot right now, too. Well, That's the other that. thing. And I mean, I think they're going to be good all year. Like, that is, that is game-changing right. speed. However... How is Miami going to slow down Josh Allen? Right. Josh Allen looks and like to And then you got to think about Sean McDermott, him as a defensive coach, right? He's, he's pretty good as far as what he is able to do because when you look at the Bills secondary, and I know you had some of these young guys, look what the Patriots were able to do to them, right? And it's not like the Patriots have Deion Sanders and, you know, no. Darryl Green out there. They, they have Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones. So I think it's more about how you defensively – come up with a game plan, mm-hmm. right? And the, I would be more concerned if Miami had a real quarterback. Right. That's the, that's the issue. You I can, think that's going to be the case all season long. For right. Because everybody's going to say You every can week. game plan. Like even Baltimore. Baltimore had a great game plan. Look at that game in the first half and what they were able to do to, to Miami. And you have a great game plan. It's about staying disciplined mm-hmm. on that game plan because their quarterback doesn't have enough. Josh Allen is just He's crazy. He's in another level He's right legit. now. Yeah. Yeah. He very much is. Okay, Justin Herbert under the microscope, if for anything else, not because of his play. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Yes, it's because he's hurt. Can he continue to play well and play hurt like this? Because it seems like this is an injury that isn't going to go away for him. And for me, it's not the – under the microscope like, say, Josh McDaniels might be today because something's going to go bad. It is the can this guy still play at a high level because I wonder if that coaching staff, Wiggs, has to look at it and say, he's our franchise guy, but if he isn't functional, you've got to get him out of the game. Well, it depends on how bad he's hurt. Yeah. Well, that's right. And and look, if they're going to the point where they're going to bring in like an ultrasound machine to make sure sure that they they don't screw up numbing him up, that's a pretty big injury. Well, it's also a uh, ridiculous staff, too. Those guys need to – 
make sure they get this one right because you know <laughs> you don't want another a lawsuit. But no, you don't want that on your hands. But in a, in a weird way, it's almost a, an excuse for Herbert now. You know, some of these right. Like so they lose to the Jags, and he doesn't look right. It's because he's, he's hurt. It's the not rips. because he lost to the Jags. But then, right? do they look at it and say, "Oh my God, we have to get him out of there"? They should that, probably sit him today. Kind you're well, you're I, home I, against Jacksonville. I, I know Jacksonville's not the layup that they were last year, but still, I would. But I would sit Herbert. Doesn't it depend on how bad it is? Like if the quarter, if the it, true, it, but it sounds pretty bad. Right, but the way it sounds versus the way it feels could be two different things. If right? they were nine and two, I wonder if he'd be playing today. <laughs> Seriously, well, you know, and, and well, so yeah, right. the fact that you're one and one and you're going against a one and one team that if the Jaguars can put anything together. This now becomes maybe a big game for the Chargers in terms of head to head in the wild. Because a lot of guys get, which I never thought I'd say. A lot of guys get quarter zone shots yeah. for every single week. So it, it it just depends on okay if the quarter zone shot is basically like all right, it's helping me out. I feel it, but it it's not affecting my performance. And you as a coaching staff know that. Then I think that's the biggest thing. But if it's more of like okay, you're going out there, but. Every throw, I feel it. Now it becomes, all right, let's rest them, let's sit them. That's why I think it's more about how bad the injury really is. All right, we got one more hour left of NFL Sunday. We are here at uh, Helix Esports, the premier esports center in the region. It is right beside Gillette Stadium. In fact, it is uh, right here beside the Showcase Cinema Deluxe at Patriot Place. We're here for another hour with you, taking you right up to kickoff. Red Sox baseball comes your way tonight here on WEEI and, of course, across the Red Sox network of stations as uh, Aaron Judge has pushed this into a night game as he tries to hit home run number 61. Again, you can catch all that right here on WEEI and the Six Rings postgame show directly after the game. Fitzy and Hart will take you right up to Red Sox pregame. That is this evening here on WEEI. Uh, I noticed that Fitzy is tweeting from the parking lot. There's a whole bunch of Ravens fans here, which oh is not a surprise. But who are some of the guys that could have good days today for the Patriots? We mentioned who's under the microscope in the NFL. Who should be under the microscope here that we maybe need to step up to get a win over the Ravens? That will kick off our final hour of NFL Sunday next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.